0: Today we're going to do the most important lesson probably we will ever do on this podcast. The last Torah of book 1. Torah We call this Azamra As is known in the best of tradition um, A person should pay attention As much as possible Put all his force into trying to understand this Review it as many times as you can Because Amenu said That a Jew today cannot live without this Torah It's a Torah that a person has to constantly review And live by And if a person were to live by this Torah And apply what is written here It is certain that he would become a Tzadik Gamur A complete Tzadik He would be a Bal Shuvah all the possible acclamations we can receive in this world, all the, the great levels we can receive is literally possible through just this. And the story behind this Torah of Azamra um, is, is all written in Chaim If you want to go to Chaim number 34, um, as well as uh, go to the Parparat al the commentary by Rabbi Nachman Mitharine. On this lesson, go to bet on this torah you're going to see over there lots of deep stuff in which he gets into um, when Rabenu told this Torah and why he told it at this time and why Rabenu as we're going to see Ra um, um he gave this torah at one point on schminizaret but um, after uh, Shminiyatzeret he began to travel for lemberg which is one of the places where Rabenu um, after Lemberg began to, he said that his entire work was to really build a munah in this world, after that journey. And that journey, nobody knows what he did, as is known throughout the books. Not one soul will ever know what he did. And um, so, yeah, as he was traveling there, Rabbi Nathan and Rabbi Naftali caught up with Rabenu at this bridge in uh, in a city, in Krasnoy. Uh, in Krasnoy. And uh, Rabenu gave only two parts of this Torah, the first two sections, um, as we're going to see, but um, Rabenu added on two other ideas about the idea of a nigu, about the idea of melodies nigunim, and also about the idea that, that the Mishkan and the tzaddik builds and how the tzaddik of every generation a door a shepherd, etc. 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 Those two concepts were only taught later after Rabbi Nathan and Rabbi Naftali um, ran after Rabenu as he was leaving. Um, um, as he was leaving. And uh, as he was traveling for Lemberg, in which Rabinat and Rabnathali knew that they would, um, that whatever, that Rabenu was going to be gone for a long time and they wouldn't know what would happen after. So they caught up with him trying to get whatever last wisdom and whatever last um, ideas they can drink up from. And as they caught up with Rabenu at the bridge, Rabenu gave them the option of a Torah to, sh- to share with them a, a Torah, a Chidush, or a Bracha to give them both a blessing. And uh, Rabbi Natan decided that it would be time to give uh, the Torah. And Rabbanu finished off this Torah um, with these two ideas. And how this idea of Azamra, which we're going to discuss, is connected to these two last concepts, which Rabbanu discusses. And um, Rabbanu knew, had Rabenu not shared this Torah, had he gotten a bracha, that uh, he, they would uh, never have been uh, known to this idea, to these ideas that Rabbanu. As Rabenu said that um, everything I'm doing in the present moment, the next moment I will never be back in the in the past. Meaning whatever I don't share right now will never be shared again, and whatever I'm sharing right now will never be talked about again. So he told Rabinathan explicitly, Whatever is happening right now, mark down, make a note, a memory of it, because it will never happen again. Rabenu said I'm a I'm a complete khidush, and not only that, that every single breath I take is khidush. So Rabenu never stayed on the same place in the same place at any moment. As Rabenu speaks about in Khayyam Ohrani, he says, "I would have no need to live tomorrow had I, um, um, if I remained on the same level as yesterday." Rabenu writes. So Rabenu was constantly growing every single moment from level to level, and he would never, ever remain on the same uh, point um, as he did the last moment. So Abinatan knew this Torah would be lost had Rabenu not shared it. So Abinatan told Rabenu give us a bracha when you, try, when you come back from Lemberg, but for now give us a Torah. And this is where Rabenu reveals the second half of this lesson, which we're going to talk about. But nonetheless, if a person wants to really delve into this lesson, see the depth behind Azamra, go to Likota Al-Achot, I believe, Odvav, um, if I'm not mistaken, and look at book Taboka, the first the first um, page of Likut the first idea of Likut HaRachot, on Ashka Boker, the laws of waking up in the morning, Rabinatan brings up the laws in Shulchan Aruch and explains how this entire Torah is hidden within um, how a person is supposed to wake up and the idea about waking up Chatzot, et etc. You'll see wonders over there. Anyone who's interested in studying um, should go there. But sorry for all these introductions as it's very important. And uh, just try to pay attention as much as possible. And really, really read the words with me as we're going to really see this the most practical Torah that can possibly exist in this world. We're going to see that this Torah is the most important Torah that can exist for any Jew, no matter where he finds himself. We're going to see this Torah will lift a Jew out of the darkest places. It can keep a Jew on the path. We're going to see it's all about encouragement. And this is the key that you'll see most people, therapy today, all this education that is with regard to that. Is all from this concept of Azamrah. We're going to see this. Ramanu tells us, A person must judge another man favorably. It is necessary to judge each and every person favorably. To the side of merit. And even someone who's completely wicked. A person needs to search and to find within that wicked, completely wicked person, some little bit of good. The Rabbeinu was telling us that within the little bit of good that you find within that wicked person, he's no longer wicked, because it's good. And by doing this, when you find within that wicked person a little bit of good, and you judge him to the side of merit, through this, you are able to elevate him genuinely to the side of merit. The Rabbeinu was saying there's a skill. And the reminded the way Hashem judges a person. Sometimes the scale is tilted to the left side, meaning that our sins outweigh our merits. But here Rabbanu is saying that literally, you are able to take a completely wicked person and when you start to find the positive within him, say the good things that he does. It doesn't mean to... Rabbanu is telling us as we know throughout the teaching of Abinatan, etc. It doesn't mean that within the sin that he's doing to find the good. No. That's not good to do. What... The most important thing to do, as Ammar was telling us, the main way to do as Ammar is to literally completely ignore the bad that he's doing. Ignore it. Don't pay attention to it. To decide to look at the good that he has once done. Whatever midvah he has done in his life, whether the person put on tefillin, etc. We're going to see all the details with regard to this. But just don't make the mistake in thinking that you have to find the good within the sin. That you're going to say that, oh, because the person, God forbid, drove on Shabbat, that uh, maybe he was doing this or that. That's not the point of Azamra. The point of Azamra is to completely ignore the fact that he drove on Shabbat, but maybe to say that he he did Kiddush Friday night, or he put on tefillin today, or etc. 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 whatever it is, and go into the mitzvah and find the positive points there, and you don't even need to say it. And yes, all the more so. How big is it to say it? But even just thinking it, because we're going to see how literally how big the effect is, and you're going to see that this Torah is very repetitive, but it's so important. So Rabenu said that, Rabbeinatan says in Chayam even though the words of Rabenu sometimes there's lessons which are very repetitive, know that the reason why he's repeating it so much is because it's that important. And each and every time he repeats it, there's another chidush why he's repeating it. So nothing, none of it is done, especially this lesson. So, whenever you judge this person favorably, you're able to elevate him genuinely to the side of merit, to the side of good. Now, you are able to bring him back to do Teshuvah, to return to Hashem, just by you judging, judging him positively. And this is the aspect of what is brought down in Te'ilim, chapter 37. And it's brought down in Te'ilim. With a little bit more, he's no longer a Rasha, he's no longer wicked. You will reflect upon his place on his level, and he's no longer there. meaning, the pasuk, the verse is warning us to judge every person favorably. And even though you see that this person is completely wicked, nonetheless, you need to search, to seek out, to find within him a little bit of good. Rabbeinu is not saying a lot, a little bit. <laughs> that even within that little good, he's no longer wicked. Because the good is separate from bad. So Rabbeinu is saying within that little good that you find he's no longer wicked. Because now you only see the good. This is why it says in the verse, with a little bit more he's no longer wicked. What did that mean? that you need to find within him, to search, to seek out within him just a little bit more good. That he still has within him. That within that little good, he's, no wic- he's not wicked. Because even though you want to say that he's wicked with all the other things that he does, and he's on a scale of wickedness that people would call him a wicked man. How is it possible that within this person, who, yes, who is wicked, that there isn't some still uh, amount of good left within him? Rabbanu was saying it's impossible. Because how is it possible that this man did not do some sort of good thing um, or a positive commandment within his days or any commandment of that sort within his days. How is it possible? Rabban was saying that you have to go to the extreme of understanding that even the smallest amount of good because it's impossible that even the most wicked person did not do one good thing in their life. And through this she'atamote be'od me'atov meaning whenever you are finding within this person just a little bit more good, that within that little good, he's no longer wicked, that you judge him favorably. You genuinely elevate him, and you make him rise from literally the title of being a man of guilt, a man of wickedness. You bring him from the side of guilt to the side of merit. You literally change the skill for him. He's no longer seen as wicked in God's eyes. He's seen as Someone completely different, he's seen as a favorable man. Just because you found some little good. Adshya should says until it's just a matter of time this person does teshuvah. Rabbi is saying the only reason why we do not tesh- do teshuvah today is because we don't do Azamra. Had we all done Azamra, if we all do Azamra, the Mashiach would have already been here a long time ago. A long time ago. In fact, Rabenu is saying the entire inyan of the Mashiach is Azamra. This is the entire work. We're going to see what Azamra really means. Um, what I mean by azamra, I'm saying that by judging positively, finding the good points. So, Rabbanu is saying, until he does teshuvah through this, it's just a matter of time. You just need to do azamra, 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 and continue finding the good until this person will literally do teshuva. And it's not even him that's finding the good within himself, you are doing it for him. Vezil, and this is what it says in the verse with a little bit more, he's no longer wicked. Meaning what? Meaning the, in, by the fact that you find within the wicked person just a little bit more good, that within that little good, he's not, he's not wicked. And it is says, through this, what does it say at the end of the verse? So through this, you will reflect on his place and he's no longer there. Meaning what? Meaning after you find the good within that wicked person, when you begin to reflect and to look and gaze at his level, his place where he's, where he is, spiritually standing, meaning what? Rabbenu saying, the man is no longer on his original place, meaning on the place before, at the same level before you judged him, meaning before you judged him, he's in a completely different place than after you judge him positively. Because by, just by finding within this person just a little bit more good, some small good point, some good point, whatever it is, and you judge him positively, to the side of Merit. Through this, you literally bring him out. Like an exile, you bring him out from the side, genuinely from the side of guilt to the side of Merit. was saying, you completely change who he is in the eyes of God. And, and uh, this man is no longer seen as a rasha. Seen as some, something something completely different. It's almost like tzaddik. Why? Because you found good within him. And all God sees is the good. God wants to recognize only the good. As Rabenu writes many times in how much Hashem ignores the bad within us and just finds the good. Although more so, we have to do the same. This is what it says in the verse, you will reflect on his place and he's no longer there. As his brother and above the heaven, and understand this well. And just a little nice idea, which is obviously in the teaching of Rabenu. His place, why does Rabbeinu use the word mekomo? Because mekomo is mekomo shel olam. It's a reference to the the mekomo shel olam, the omnipresent one, the one who occupies all the world. This is Hashem. That Hashem is the place of the entire world, that the world is not His place, but He is the place of the entire world. Meaning what? What's mekomo? Meaning when you look at His mekomo, mekomo shel olam, the place within Him, which is a reference to what? That point within him which is completely good within which is complete godliness was saying Rabinatan saying look in the Gutelechot over there that, that point within this Jew within this person is complete godliness that good point because it has nothing bad within it it's complete it's complete godliness it's, <laughs> it's a portion of God from up above sometimes Rabinatan says even when a person can't find the good within himself or you can't find the good within your within another Sometimes it's enough just to, just to, uh, what do you call it? Just to say that you are born a Jew. Because the nishama itself is completely pure, it's completely good, it has nothing bad within it. The nishamah can't be tainted. The soul can't be tainted. The soul that was given by God can't be tainted because it's a portion of God and God can't be tainted. So just by default of looking at the place within you, which is what? Meaning Hashem within you, the godliness within you that neshama within you, that good point within you, whatever it is, that just by doing that, you're no longer at that original place before you were actually judged positively. Rabinatan is saying, you literally change your entire essence just, to, just through this. Rabinu is explaining this this awesome chidush. That by judging positively, you literally change the scale for a person. You change who he is. Rabinu is saying now, it's very necessary, and so too it's necessary for a person to find the good within himself. And we'll take a notice, Rabbi Natan starts, when he summarizes this lesson, he starts with the, this idea first. That a person needs to judge himself positively, uh, positively than others. Because if a person doesn't do it to himself, there is no way he will ever do it to someone else. So the main work is actually within yourself. And when you do it to yourself, you will see that you'll be able to do it to others as well. Because it is known. It is known that a person needs to be very careful, to be constantly happy, and to push away sadness and depression very, very much. To distance yourself from this, as it brought down many, many different times in our books. And even when a person begins to look at himself, to look deep within himself, and he sees that there's no good within him, and he's filled with sins. And Rabban was saying that, why does a person see no good within himself? Because it's actually the Yetzer the evil inclination, the instigator, who's constantly trying to make him fall into sadness and to gloom. God forbid. Because that's the Yetzer main work, to make you think that you have nothing good within you. That's the main work today. Rabban was saying, nonetheless, it is forbidden for this person to fall in the hands of the Yitzhara. It's forbidden for him to fall from this. Meaning you cannot fall into thinking that you have no good within yourself. All you need to do is to search out, to find within yourself just some little good because how is it possible that you have not done some sort of good act or some commandment within your days as long as you are still alive and even if you begin to see and to gaze into that good thing that you've done you begin to start finding the good but you see within the good that you've done you see that it is filled with flaws and there's no purity in it meaning that you see also within that mitzvah that holy act that you merited to do that it is also filled with pinyot with ulterior motives with foreign thoughts and with many blemishes meaning you see that the good act that you did wasn't done with the best way, in the best way possible there are many things that are wrong with it even with all of that being said how is it possible that within that mitzvah that you've already begun looking at, that holy act, how is it possible that there's not some sort of little bit of good there? I'm not saying it's impossible. For in any case, no matter the, whatever circumstance it is, in any case, there is a good point within that mitzvah. And that good thing that you have done. Because a person needs to search out. To seek out. To find within himself. Some sort of little good. In order to bring yourself back to life. To bring yourself vitality. And to get to true happiness. And was saying, the only way to get to simcha. Is through this. This is the true Simcha we're talking about. This is what we're calling chuva beahava, chuvah from love. This is the Hitchhaskut we need, especially in the last generations where we have fallen so low, we need to list ourselves up at the great simcha for whatever good that we do, especially in these generations, with all these tests. Rabinatan says also that even if a person can't even find some good, Sometimes, just recognizing that you are faulty, that you are far from God, and you recognize that you want to be close to Him, is in itself good. Just the fact that you recognize your fault is a good point in itself. Why? Because you have the consciousness, at least, that you are far. Which a lot of people don't even recognize, they're asleep. I mean, that too is good. So, look how far we can go just to find a good point. And through this, just by searching out and finding within yourself, just still a little bit of good that still exists within you. And it is through this, you literally leave, genuinely, the side of guilt to the side of merit. And you enter the side of merit. And now you're able to return to Hashem to return to Teshuvah in the aspects of what is mentioned above, in the verse that we mentioned, that with a little bit more, he's no longer wicked, meaning by finding the little bit of good within the wicked person, you'll look at his place, you'll look at his level, his spiritual level, his status, and he's no longer there, meaning after you judge him, he's in a completely different spiritual place than he was before he did. And Rabban was saying this even within yourself. Meaning, before you judge yourself positively, you are in a completely, completely different world than it is after you judge yourself positively. Hanu, Meaning, what? Meaning, just as much as we need to judge others positively, even the wicked people, to find within them good points. By doing that, we're able to bring them out genuinely from the path of. Or from the side of guilt to the side of merit. As we just mentioned in the verses above, that with a little bit of good that you find, um, he's no longer wicked and you look at his place and he's no longer there, as we said above. the same is true, who the same is true with regard to within a person himself. That you need to judge you are yourself. That a person needs to judge himself positively, and to find within himself some sort of good point that he still has, in order to ensure himself that he does not fall off completely. God forbid. Actually, it's only on the contrary. If you find the good within yourself, you'll bring yourself to life. Rabbi saying you have no life unless you find the good within yourself. You have no life at all. You'll bring, yourself, you'll bring your joy to your soul. With a little bit of good that you find within yourself. Meaning when a person merits to uh, find within himself that good point that he had merited to do in his days, whatever good point, whatever mitzvah it was, whatever good thing that he did, and just like we just mentioned, we need to continue searching for more and for more. To continue searching within yourself for other good things, and even if that other good thing is still mixed within, is still mixed within it. Uh, whatever scraps, whatever bad things is mixed within it. In Kolze, nonetheless, Yoti Misham Gamken is in You could still bring out from that point what you think is mixed with all this bad stuff, these alternative motives, these flaws, etc., etc. You could still, within that good point, find that Nekudatova, that point that is completely pure. Because it is impossible that a mitzvah, a good thing, doesn't have that good that is, that is completely pure. Even if it seems that there's bad, and that you've done bad, that you had bad intentions, etc., etc., nonetheless, it's completely good. There's that point of good. And continue digging within that good point to find it. And then, so too, you will continue searching and collecting more good points. And through this, add this part of the Achidosh. When you do this, you will do Nigonim. You will create melodies. brought You look at Lesson 54, Rabbeinu speaks about the idea of and finding good points. That when you find good points, this is how melodies are created. We're going to see how melodies are created through good points. This is the aspect of playing a musical instrument. As brought down in in Lesson 54, That playing a musical instrument is the aspect of collecting the good spirit, the good air, from the gloomy air, from the sad air, as brought over there. What's the main idea? Holy melodies, holy songs, is extremely, extremely lofty as is known. The essence of melody, if you want to go to the deepest point of melody, where does melody come from? Melody is created through the separation of good from bad. The purification of good from the bad. Meaning through separating and collecting the good points from within the bad. Even within the wicked person that you find the good meaning. that What is it? When you find the good air, the good points from the bad. From within the bad. Through this. You create melodies and songs. Ayin look over there at Lesson 54. Because we see that whenever you play an instrument, there's certain instruments that with the movement of the strings, for example, that um, air is created. And sometimes you'll play one note over another note because that note is good in comparison to the other note, which doesn't make sense in that song. So there's good air versus bad air. There's good notes versus bad notes. This is the same thing of music. And it goes much deeper than that, but we'll only stay surface level. Therefore, when you don't allow yourself to fall and you bring yourself to life with that in which you're searching and seeking out and finding within yourself those good points, and you're collecting and separating those good points from within the bad and the psalet, the scraps that are within you, Et cetera, as we mentioned above, meaning by doing what we talked about, uh, through this you create melodies, as we mentioned. And now you are able to pray, to sing, to praise God. Like that a person cannot truly pray and praise Hashem unless a person finds it. Because it is known. Because it's known that when a person falls in his mind, because Rabban was saying this is all up here. That why do we fall? It's all because of the mind. That we don't train ourselves enough mentally, we are not strong. Rabban was saying that when we fall in our mind because of our corporeality, our physicality, our materialism, and our bad actions. When a person sees how far he is from true holiness. Then the majority of people, because they see how far they are from holiness, they are not able to pray at all because of this. They are not able to open their mouth at all. Because of the great depression, the gloom, the heaviness that falls upon this person. Because of the fact that he sees how, how essentially how far he is from God. The great distancing he is from God. But if a person brings himself to life Through the advice that we just mentioned Meaning that even if you know within yourself That you have all these bad actions And all these sins These many, many sins. You are very far from Hashem. Meaning, if you bring yourself to life with this advice, that even with all that being said, all the sins that you know that that you have, that you still search and you seek out and you find within yourself some good points that you still have. you bring yourself to life And you bring yourself to joy through this Because it is certain And it is fitting for a person To to grade in his joy To make even bigger his joy To the highest possible degree With every single good point Um from the holiness of the Jewish people that he still finds within himself meaning whatever good point that still associates you with the Jewish people that still is part of the holiness of the Jewish people whatever mitzvah it is whatever good thing that you did whether it is you honored your parents or you put on tefillin or you or you even said shalom aleichem to a person nonetheless that good that you find within yourself is it is fitting for every single good point that you find to be even more besimcha to be even more happy and then when you bring yourself to life and to joy through what we just mentioned, now you are able to pray and to sing and to praise Hashem. And for more upon this idea about praying and why Azamra is so important with regard to the idea of Tfilah, look at Likut achot and how the world, how Tfilah is built and the structure of prayers, the four different worlds which we go through during prayer, and how that has to do with Azamra. Look at Likut Alachot over there. Excuse me. And this is the aspect of what is brought I will sing to God with my little bit, with a little bit more within me. What does that mean? Beodi The word in the verse is beodi with a little bit more daika specifically. So we're gonna see first this Torah is named Azamra, and we're going to see why. Meaning, I will sing to God, to my God, with my little bit more. Meaning, what is Be'odi? With a little bit more, with my little more. What does that mean? That the, little good, the little bit more within me that I find within myself. As we said, with a little bit more, he's no longer wicked. That same Od in that verse in Teilim. The odd me'at, that od that same odd, that same little bit or more that same um, little bit more that you find within yourself is the same beodi we're talking about here. That same od, meaning the little bit more that you find within yourself that doesn't make you wicked enables you to sing to God. Al meaning I will sing to God beodi with that little bit more that I find within myself. That little bit of good. And it is through that good point. And it is ukhala zemel kanan through this I will be able to sing and to praise God as we said above, and this is why it said in the verse, Az-Zamra, I will sing. Az-Zamra, like I will specifically sing, meaning those songs and those melodies which are created through the fact that you collect those good points, as we said above. And Rabenu warned us very much, may his memory be a blessing. He warned us very much, to walk with this lesson. Because this is a very great foundation for anyone who wants to come close to God and not to lose completely his world, God forbid, and not to lose everything um, in this world, God forbid. Because the majority of people, while they are far from God, Their essential distance from Hashem is only because of the depression and the gloom, the sadness that they have. And why does that sadness exist? Because they fall in their minds, that they have mental struggle. Why? Because they see how they see within themselves the great damages in which they they made mistakes and the damages, their bad actions, etc. Each and every person, according to what he knows within himself, and the afflictions of his heart and all his anguish. And because of this, knowing how much you've done wrong, they fall in their minds. They fall mentally. And many give up completely, give up on themselves completely. And because of this, they don't pray with any concentration at all and they don't do even what they were still capable of doing even what they are still capable of doing a person needs to put great intelligence with regard to what we just mentioned because all uh, all the falls that exist mentally within your mind even though they are because of bad actions that you literally did that, you truthfully did, you did those bad actions, is saying that they, they are still necessarily bad. They aren't good. Yes, it's true that they are bad. nonetheless though, is saying the fall that you fall into your mind and all the depression and the sadness the gloom that falls upon you because you see how far you are. All of that is all the work of the Yitzhah, the evil incarnation. That is the biggest, biggest um, work of the Yitzhah. It's not the sin itself. The Yitzhah looks past the sin. The Yitzhah wants something even more than the sin, which is what? He wants you to fall into sadness, which makes you fall into an eternal, eternal a uh, cycle of complete uh, distance from God and That you feel that you will never never do nothing And because of that Even you are even that which you're still capable of doing You will not do Because why the Yitzharah convince you That God doesn't want you at all? Rabban was saying This is all the work of the Yitzharah That He weakens your mind In order to make you fall off completely God forbid Because the sin doesn't make you fall off completely But the Yitzharah will make you fall to sadness And that sadness will kill you off it's as if you're already dead my Ben was saying be very careful from the Yitzhara because yes the sin is still there it is still a sin but Hashem wants you to ignore it and to lift yourself up with that good that you've done so that you continue to put yourself back on the path therefore therefore a person needs to reinforce himself to walk with this lesson to search out to seek to find within himself all the time Whatever little good and good points, etc., as we mentioned above, through this, you'll bring yourself to life and to happiness through this. And you will still hope for a salvation, meaning you will continue to hope in Hashem's salvation. And now you'll be able to pray and to sing and to praise God. Bifrinat that is brought down in the verse as Zamra I will sing to God with my little bit And through this a person will merit to return genuinely to God, as we have mentioned above. Now this point from this part of the lesson on is the second half of the lesson which Rabenu told after Shmini Hatzerit, in which Rabbi Nathan and Rabbi Naftali told Rabbenu to give us uh in which Nathan and Rabbenu uh, Rabbi Nathan and Rabbeinu, sorry. To give them this, uh, to give them an extra lesson. This is a this is the second half of Azamra. That one who is able to create these melodies, which were which means what? Meaning to collect the good points that is found within each and every Jew, even within the sinners of the Jewish people. This man is able to pray before the congregation, before the the community. This man is able to be chazan. Because the one who prays before the congregation, the one who leads the services, he is called Shriach But because shliach means the sent, the messenger of the congregation. Meaning he needs to be sent from the entire congregation. The entire congregation needs to agree to send this person. What does this mean to be the shliach tibur? To be the messenger of the congregation? It means that this person, this chazan, needs to collect all the good points that is found within each and every one of the people praying in that community. And all those good points will be encompassed within the, within that um Within the leader of the services, he will begin to stand up and to pray with all this good that has been collected from all the people there in that uh, praying in that uh, in that congregation. And this is what we mean by the the messenger of the congregation. That a real shliach tibur needs to have this lofty level. That if this shliach has this level. All the points will be um, drawn to him, attracted to him. And will be encompassed within it. And one who is able to do these melodies, as we mentioned above, meaning he's able to judge each and every person favorably. Even those people who are completely off, the wicked people, meaning because he puts effort to search, to seek out, to find, within all of these people, good points, as we mentioned above. That through that, work you create melodies as we said above this tzaddik who is holding to this level because Raman was saying he's a tzaddik if he's doing this he's able to be the cantor he's able to be the messenger of the congregation Meaning he's able to pray before everyone because within him he has this aspect which is necessary to that cantor uh, who is properly fitting, who is genuinely fitting for this task, that he needs to have this aspect within him. That all the good points are drawn to him and are all encompassed within him. Because he is able to collect all those good points, to gather all those good points that is found within each and every Jew, even within all the sinners of the Jewish people. That within each and every generation there is a shepherd. And this shepherd is the aspect of Moshe Rabenu. This shepherd of each and every generation is the aspect of Moshe. Because Moshe is the faithful shepherd. And this shepherd of each and every generation who is at this level of Moshe Rabenu, who is the aspect of Moshe Rabenu, he creates a mishkat, a tabernacle that those small infants in the houses of those Rabbanim in the houses of the Rabbis meaning the small infants who study Torah who are pure of sin they, come, 7 they receive the breath of their mouths which have no sin as we know we know the the those little infants that study that are studying Torah their their breath is completely pure, has no sin whatsoever. As page one nineteen B. Where do the Bet Where do these infants, these holy infants, receive their holy breath? Their completely pure breath. They receive it from this tabernacle, which the tzadik built. They receive it from this mishkan. Therefore, this little child, when he begins to read and to enter into the Torah, when he begins the first study, where do they start? Where do all these children start, when they begin to study? They start from the, they start studying from Tanakh, from the Torah, they start from the, Parashah uh, Vayikra, it's brought down Vayikra Moshe, and he called to Moshe, he summoned Moshe, Shehu if you take the word vaikra, the first, um, Chapter, the first um, parasha of the um, third book of the Torah. If you take the, the last letter of the Aleph, it is a small Aleph in the Torah. If you look at the Torah, the yeah. word vaikra has a small Aleph. Because my, that parasha is speaking about the ending of the establishment of the Mishkan as the Mishkan is um, finishing to be established, <speaking in Hebrew> that Hashem is summoning Moshe Rabbeinu, beginning to speak to him about the Mishkan. Oh, sorry, that he's speaking to him from the Mishkan. <speaking in Hebrew> and this is why all the, the the holy children start from here when they begin to study Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> because it's from the Mishkan, in which Hashem is calling to Moshe from, it is from there in which they receive their holy breath. And it's from there in which they begin to read and to enter into the Holy Torah. And if you look at that small Aleph, what is that small Aleph? Maybe it's a reference to that small Nekuda Tovah. As we want to see, Rabbi Nathan speaks about this. Um, which is that small um, Aleph uh, that is written over there. All those tzadikim of the generation each and every one of them is the aspect of a shepherd, because within, within each and every one of those tzaddikim, you have the aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu, and each and every one of those tzaddikim, according to his level, according to his aspect, he creates the aspect of the mishkan, that is from there, those little children, those infants receive their holy breath, as we mentioned above, each and every one of these tzaddikim, according to their aspect, according to the level, which means that each and every tzaddik builds a different type of mishkan, some greater than others, depending on their level, that according to each and every tzaddik, according to the mishkan that he builds, the same is true, that we see that according to the mishkan they build, commensurate with that, is how many, um, or the the children that receive from um, from that Mishkan. Meaning, depending on how big the Mishkan is, or the details of that Mishkan, um, will determine how many children, etc., etc., how many children will be attached to that Mishkan of that Sadiq. we find. We therefore find that within each and every one of these Sadiqim of the generation, they have a specific number of these small infants, holy infants, which receive their holy breath from that tzaddik. Meaning, depending on how big that tzaddik is and how big his mishkan is, um, will determine how many children are dependent upon his mishkan. Each and every tzaddik according to his level. This is what is mentioned in the words of the Chachamim on Shabbat. Brought down on Shabbat, page 33b, that the, the these infants, need nitpasin, are taken away alavon ador because of the sins of the generation, sheneemar, which is mentioned. If you look at Shir Hashirim, uri et gedio al mishkenot aroim, uri, to graze to shepherd at gedio your young goats, al mishkenot aroim, by the tents of the shepherd. What does that mean? Mashkenin, that the young children are taken and meet mashkenin what does that mean? they are taken as surety as a collateral for the shepherds that's brought down at the Shabbat over there so Rabbanu is going to explain what this means this idea of this, um, this collateral and the tents of these shepherds and grazing of the young goats what does it all have to do with one another? meaning what? this is why it says in the verse upon the tents of these shepherds meaning that these young goats, which is a reference to these young children, which we mentioned um, at the bottom of the Shabbat, page 23b, that these young children are a reference to this, uh, these young goats, that they receive their pure breath from the tents, the mishkanot of the ro'im, from the, from the tents of these shepherds. From the mishkan that each one of these shepherds build, the anu tzadikim meaning these tzadikim, of the generation, se mishkan that each and every one of them builds a mishkan, as we said about. meaning each and every one of these young children receive their holy breath from um, whatever tzadik who is building this um, tent. Al mishkanot they receive their breath from the, um, the tabernacles that these holy tzadikim at the aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu built. But to know all of this, meaning to know each and every tzaddik and which um, which infants are applicable to which tzaddik, how many young children receive from this tzaddik? And to know all the aspects with regard to, and all the details with regard to which tzaddik and how many children are under each and every tzaddik, etc., etc. Et and the generations which will come from these young children until the end, and from these tzaddikim which bring life to these young children, that to know all these details, that one who is able to know or to do these melodies that we mentioned above, we need to find the He's able to know all of this. And this is a secret, what is said by our sages. May their memory be a blessing. In the Mishnah, it is written in Shabbat, page 11. In truth, they said, The Chazan, meaning that cantor, sees where these young children, these infants read. What's the Chazan? meaning the one who is able to create these melodies that we mentioned above, the the one who is sent by the congregation, because he connects all the good points, as we said, that he is able, the one who creates these melodies, is able to be a cantor, to to be the messenger of the congregation, to pray on their behalf, to pray in front of the congregation. He will know, and sorry, he will see and he will know where these young infants are reading, that is a tzaddik, meaning what? Meaning they will know which each where all these infants um, receive the from where, which tzaddik they receive their pure breath from. That it's through that tzaddik, that tzaddik at the aspect of Moshe, that these infants that are under that tzaddik receive their um, holy breath from and where they are able to receive, uh, sorry, where and how they are able to read and enter into the Torah. As we have said, now it's completed the first book. We have completed the first book. Praise to God, the first, uh, the last, and the first. That is it for today, and yes, it's a longer lesson. But nonetheless, it is fitting to review and to review and to review and to look at every single word in this Torah. And to try to find the nuances that Abed was trying to teach us. Look at Likuta Rakhot. Pray on this Torah. Do Likuta Because this is the entire work of today. The entire generation, personally and collectively. That we need to engage in this more than ever. That even those who embarrass us, all the Lishayim, whoever it is, finding good points is extremely necessary within all the Jewish people. May we do this. May we apply this. May we live by this. Bezrat